Hey there, hi there, ho there, everybody. Welcome back once again. Volume 23 of the Disney Compendium, a chronological look at the Walt Disney Animation Studios uh, film library. Uh, as usual, I am your host, JJ. And over there, on the other side of the West Coast, I was going to say the world, but then I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Nick! <laughs> Hi, JJ. Yes, hey I'm. We went ten hours away. I guess if you just yeah. if drive, I, if, if I drive nonstop, you're about twenty hours. I think. If if if, if again, we're trying to smuggle beer. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, I, I'm I'm really excited to talk about uh, uh, Rescue Nine One One. Rescue. Yes. Yes. I watched the whole season. Oh wait, no, wait. We're supposed to talk about the last season of Rescue Me, right? <laughs> yes. Strike. Yeah. Yes. It's very exciting. I'm glad you watched. I'm glad you watched all of that. Not the thing you watched. The Rescuers Down Under instead. <laughs> right. I watched. Yeah. And it was weird. Some like Rescuers Down Under ends, and then you know he wakes up, and it turns out it was the first season of New Heart. So it's all weird. Um, <laughs> no, but seriously, this is the Rescuers. The Rescuer. 1977. Same year. As uh, Star Smoking Wars, the Smokey and the Bandit, and Smoking Winnie the, the Pooh. <laughs> but uh, does feature Bob Newhart. Does feature Bob Newhart and Ava Gabor. Ava Gabor. Uh, um, actually, it's a really fun cast. I, I really it is a cast, cast. but um, it, there's a lot of uh, repeat characters. Yeah, um, a lot of repeat voice actors. Um, the main villain. Uh, I, I was like, I like, I, 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 like, I recognize that name. Geraldine yeah. Page. And so I looked her up and then I was remembered exactly what I remember for. Did you ever watch Night Gallery? Yes. She was in one of the better episodes of Night Gallery with um, the Sins of Our Father with the Sin Eaters, where it's like. Uh, okay. Yeah, she was, yeah. she was in that one. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> See, the episode I always remember is the one with Roddy McDowell. <laughs> Porteroy. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, The Rescuers, 1977, came out June, summer, summer of summer blockbuster. Uh, well, sure, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, a, a year after, uh, or a year, a month after Star Wars comes out. Um, however, this movie, uh, massive success. We'll get to that later. Um, but uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I guess we should just start right in the plot, huh? Uh, yeah, uh, we kind of begin with uh, a little girl dropping a bottle into a bayou. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, the police weren't a thing yet, so we can't get message in a bottle playing. Nope. <laughs> right. oh, I'm, sure they were, I'm sure they were around, but... Uh, 1977? They must have been. Uh, I don't know. I don't know the police that. I, I, I don't know. But they were treated to the opening theme song, which is a mixture of Sergio Leone. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry of a mixture of Ennio Morricone and then yeah. just 70s AM gold. Yeah, it was. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm sitting there uh, when I first started playing it. I'm going to say something uh, about this movie because I, I sat through this entire movie. And by the time it was done, I was there's like, have I never seen this movie before? Because I remembered nothing about this you know movie. Same <laughs> thing happened to me. I could, I'm sitting there. I was like, I, 
like I know I've seen Rescuers Down Under because that was a big movie because it came yeah. out in the 90s. And, and so I'm sitting there and I'm like, I, I don't know if I've ever seen this because every scene I keep waiting for something to pick up that I remember and yeah. nothing ever happened no, that I remembered. None of I'm it like, rings a bell, man. I'm like, wow. I'm like this song started playing and I'm like, what? did I, am I watching the right? Because yeah. <laughs> it does not feel, because you're used to Disney starting off with, sort of like an orchestral like, yeah yeah something like that but this it starts off with this like you said this weird spaghetti western mashup with am gold yeah and, it's like debbie boone singing it or something yeah yeah it, me. yeah it, it's just the most absurd like I, I'm, not, I'm not hating on it entirely but it's, it made me uncomfortable <laughs> yeah because i'm like yeah because it, it's like it comes across as a song for like dirty dancing as opposed to <sighs> as opposed to like saving a little child. Like it's, Yeah, it's or not- I don't know. I just or it'd be like it'd be like un- I don't know. Yeah, or some I sort don't. of like or some sort of like like uh Clint Eastwood movie from this era or something like, or like, a, or like one of the bad Roger Moore movie songs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, might... Yeah. It's like some sort of really bad, like it's not James Bond, but this is clearly supposed to be James Bond. Oh. <laughs> like just... it's James Pond. <laughs> but um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the bottle finds its way to New York city. <laughs> Get a rope. Yeah, uh, uh, where we where we are introduced to the Rescue Aid Society, located within the UN, within the UN, and like very well represented. Like, yeah, like, they have all the names, and you're like, it's, it's like, uh, what Miss Bianca is the Hungarian representative. Yeah, like, like. <laughs> Okay. Um, well, well, like when when you see all the all the humans walking in the UN, and the opening credits, I see Don Bluth's name right, and I I mentioned Don yeah. Bluth a lot on this podcast. Yeah. Bro, this is a Don Bluth looking movie. Boy. It has it, every character moves like a Don Bluth character. Yeah. And that weird, like Rotos. Rotos, like yeah, yeah. And, and like um, the Medusa in particular feels like she was yanked like straight out of dragon's lair or something yeah. like, like, uh, yeah, it, it's weird. Uh, the, uh, the, the, the rescue aid society also has like a, a, uh, uh, an Arab representative and stuff. Like, yeah, it, it's like, weirdly like for the time, like inclusive in that sense. I mean, granted they're all mice, but like, yeah, to see them go that far was kind of surprising. <laughs> like, the mice all stow away with their human representatives to show up there. Yeah, yeah. And it's like that seems like a really difficult way to do that. Yeah. But yeah, so they get there, so they get the bottle, yep. and you have um, Bob Newhart as the janitor. Well, uh, okay, Bernard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bernard <laughs> is dressed, and I swear to God, he, this is the first thing I saw when I saw him. He is dressed as Jumpman era Mario. Yes, yes, it is Donkey Kong Mario. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's it, like to the T. Yeah. You know, a decade before 
Donkey Kong was like, well, not quite, but also, but five or six years probably. Yeah, seventy-seven and Donkey Kong got eighty-four, eighty-four. Yeah. So yeah, not too far he away. Like, he looked exactly like Mario. Yeah, he's also um, superstitious. So like the <laughs> the, the ladder, quote unquote ladder, which is the comb with mm-hmm. some missing teeth, only has thirteen rungs. Yeah. <laughs> so he was nervous climbing up the comb ladder to pop the cork on the bottle to get the letter out of it. Um, We're also introduced to Bianca here. Yep, the Hungarian representative. Yeah. Like I said. Who, so the interesting thing about Bianca, and I know it's like, so she's very, uh, very glamorous. So all these male representatives yeah. are, oh, Miss Bianca. Yeah, but she's interested in Bernard because he has zero interest in her. Yeah, yeah, which is odd. Um, Bianca, played by Ava Gabor. Ava Gabor. Yes, uh, doing a very good job. You don't really ever think of Ava Gabor as like a voice actress, but she actually did a really good job at this. Yeah, she. I mean, she did Duchess as well. So yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I think like this was like a much better role for her. She really like nailed this much better i think yeah. like uh the duchess but uh yeah was, uh, yeah I, I liked her in this i'm like and, and, and bob newhart you know despite falling into some of the bob newhart cliches doesn't necessarily feel like a hundred percent of bob newhart cliche no. um but He'll you know this, this is yeah this is 1977 bob newhart but... well it's he's got the, he's got the bob newhart show yeah, but he's not so, doing the he's not doing this the, the Bob Newhart stammer. Yeah, he's not he's not like he's confident enough in himself. Like yeah. he's on board. Like once 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 they're rolling, he's like all in. Like, yeah. <laughs> like he hates the idea of uh being picked by uh Miss Bianca to be her partner in this uh whole situation, but at the same time, like once the ball is rolling he is like he doesn't really question anything like a couple of times he does like we really should have you know something bigger than mice handle this yeah <laughs> but but, uh, but for good reason because uh, like they, they they're up against alligators at one point uh, so. they're they're up against alligators and miss hannigan from annie yeah yeah uh, <laughs> which so, who she reminds me of yeah um so yeah well so they uh they make their way to the orphanage. Right. That she's that um, Penny, right? Penny. Penny, yeah. Penny, yeah, is from uh, where they run into uh, Rufus, the old cat. I love Rufus, JJ. I, I, Rufus was absolutely awesome. <laughs> I want, I want a Rufus. Yeah, he's just this old, old cat with a mustache. Uh, and which, a scarf. And a scarf, yeah. Like, he's a cool cat. And, like, he sees the mice, and he's like, I can't deal with mice. Like, he's yeah. just like, come on. I can't. You can't move in here. <laughs> like, he has he has no interest in chasing him, but he also doesn't want him there because he knows if they if they get seen, he's going to have to do the whole cat thing. He's not in the mood. He's he, unclear he's how after. old. Yeah, unclear how old he is, but clearly very old. <laughs> he's he's model he's model after Ollie Johnson, isn't he? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, but just like the old grand, it's like I love you, Grandpa Cat. Yeah, yeah. It's a good, it's a good character design. Um, but yeah, so th- I mean, they're going, they're in full detective mode. They're like, they go here and they're finding clues and they're interviewing the cat. And the cat actually has some information for him. Um, 
about Medusa and her pawn shop. Yep. <laughs> he called them trashy people. He did. He called them trashy people. And like, uh, to be fair, she's trashy. Uh, Snoops isn't really trashy. No. <laughs> he's just kind of, he's just, he's just a buffoon. And like, you know, underhanded, but he's like, Medusa is trashy. She's wearing yeah. like, she's, she's like one of those fallen starlets that you see in movies where it's like, she's yeah. in the dress that doesn't fit her and you can see her bloomers underneath and like, she's all saggy and old and trying way too hard to be in makeup and stuff. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's very, uh, very Sunset Boulevard, her look. Yes, very. Yeah. Um, they did some good animation on her. Yeah. Um, there was a scene later on where she's taking her makeup off <laughs> and she's like pulling her eyelashes off and stuff. And it's like, it's some very good animation. Um, it's very dirty animation. I don't know if you noticed that, but like watching it, it's like, it's, it's very rough. Well, I, I watched a VHS copy of it. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah. Honest, so so it was already rough for you. Yeah. I, I did. I did not. I watched a uh, watched a DVD. I didn't get. I didn't watch Blu-ray. Uh, never got around to getting the Blu-ray of this. Uh, yep. <laughs> and I have the DVD. So like, has this convinced you to do it? That do that now? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> no. But. Um, but uh, yeah, it, I was like, yeah, all right. This is, it's like the lines are really rough on this one, which is funny because like, uh, yeah, we'll get to it later in the production stuff, but they're starting to figure out some different stuff with the Xeroxing. But, um, but so yeah, they, they make their way to the pawn shop. And, uh, and Medusa like tells them that she has overhead, so she'll give them $5 for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, listen, I can <laughs> Yeah, we can go into like a 35-minute Pawn Stars uh, riff Goof, if we yeah. really need to. I, I, think for the, I think for expediency, <laughs> we need to ignore the Pawn Shop The internet can do that much. for you folks. Yeah, yeah, we can ignore the Pawn Shop angle for as much yeah. as we can because the Pawn Shop thing plays zero no role. It's just so zero. She just happens to own a Pawn Shop, which we'll get into a little production stuff. It's hilarious to think because... When this movie was first being drafted up, the role of Medusa was actually supposed to be Corella the Bill. Yeah. And you can see that in the character. And oh, I mean, yeah. How she is. Even when she's driving. Yeah. But the thought of Corella de Vil owning a pawn shop um, made me laugh a lot. <laughs> like the purple from Grace is that bad. Yeah. Like it, it just, yeah, it just fell so hard that she. Also, when like I don't, what year does this take place in? <laughs> I I assume modern time, like seventies. Because yeah. it's certainly like because you see like like cityscape shots, and it doesn't feel like it's. So this would be thirty years after. Because was wasn't Hundred One Dalmatians supposed to be in like the thirties? Yeah, but at the same time, like. <laughs> I think the UN was featured because hadn't that just been built like earlier in the seventies? Yeah. 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 So maybe that's like, oh, this whole thing that you're truly proud of, the United Nations building. Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah, we so they get their way to um the pawn shop and she's on the phone with Mr. Snoops, which sounds like it should be a code name, but it is not. <laughs> she runs a website that yeah. uh <laughs> 
Yes. A lot of Snoops. Have- yes, Snoops.com. This is verified a hoax. Yeah. <laughs> The devil's eye is verified a hoax. Or yep. <laughs> but no, she's uh she so I'm sitting here watching the movie and again, like I said, I never know. So we find out that she's they've kidnapped Penny. Kidnapped, I, I guess. It's not really unclear how they get her. <laughs> well, Rufus kept saying that there have been times where they were trying to lure her into her car. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they never really explain how they got her or why nobody is doing anything about it. Uh, because well, he's a, the cops gave up weeks ago. Like, what? What? Yeah. They're like, oh, this is this is 1970s NYPD. Yeah, okay, that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, also, never touched upon that she can talk to animals. Like, like at the very end, it's like you can talk to mice, but like it just happens and you accept it. And you're like, I guess people can just talk to animals in this universe until you get to the end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, I mean, oh, oh no, she just has, she's, she's, she's Doctor Doolittle. She's, you know. <laughs> well, even in Rufus's flashback, they're having a whole conversation. Yeah, they're having a full conversation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Penny, Penny has a shining JJ. She does. She can talk to animals. She, she can walk, talk, and sing with the animals. Squeak <laughs> um, and squawk with the animals. Yeah. Um, again, never. It's never really touched upon until the very end of the movie, and even then, it's just like the, the adult, like, all right, she can talk to mice, and she's saying hello to the mice on the TV. The adoption was immediately rescinded. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so she's they're looking for the Devil's Eye, which is a giant diamond. And unclear for quite a while how this child plays into this in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. It's like, does <laughs> like, she know the location? Yeah, because I'm sitting there and I'm watching it. And I'm like, did I miss the part where they explain why she's crucial to this diamond? It's, and it's not that she's crucial. It's just she's a child they could lure away. Yeah. <laughs> it was just She's small, small enough to fit to a cave. Yeah. Like, yeah, this movie is like a weird, like, Goonies. <laughs> yeah, it kind of is. <laughs> so it's like this pirate. It's like this pirate treasure. So like the the Devil's Eye is in a cave, and it's like that's Willie's treasure. Yeah, it's Willie's treasure. But so, um, so yeah, it's the world's largest diamond, and so uh, the mice figure out that uh, Medusa. Are trying and Snoops are trying to get it, and Snoops is having a problem with the girl, and so Medusa is furious, and I was like, "How do you let her keep getting away? I'm coming down there now." Um, so she's packing her bag, and so the mice try to uh, get in her luggage to <laughs> fall her down. The worst packing job I've, I I thought my packing job was bad. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's just throw everything in there. And hope that it seals. Like she, I don't even know why she packed all that clothes. She never changed once. No. Well, <laughs> to, to be fair, she seems like a day drinker, JJ. Yeah, yeah. There's there's definitely some like toilet scotch hidden in the. Oh yeah. <laughs> in like, like little bottles yeah. of schnapps. Yeah. She got so, she got Circle K. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. It's like it's the it's the seventy. I, she shows they're going to the Devil's Bayou, 
is where the location is on an old riverboat. <laughs> on an old riverboat. Yeah, is is where they're at. So I'm assuming she flew, like they did. Yeah. There. So she she probably she probably got some airplane with her uh, in her because especially by the time she gets there, she, she really is coming across as drunk, like. When she arrives, yeah, she just turns into like an abusive step parent has barged in and is just like swinging a you know things around and throwing like throwing things, throwing stuff, yeah, hooting and hollering and stuff. So, uh, but but she didn't come flying in on an Art Carney seagull. Yeah, (laughs) the the albatross Orville, named after one of my brothers. Yeah. the character, uh, the 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 person that's playing Orville, um, dies shortly after. So when you get to the sequel, uh, it's John Candy. <laughs> that, that much I, I always remember that. Oh no, and he didn't. He, he didn't wasn't around it, much. He wasn't around much longer after oh, man. the rescuers either. So not uh, do not take the albatross role if they ever bring back the rescuers. Um, yeah, no. So yeah, no. So they get on the the old albatross airline that air airline to in their little sardine can seat to uh, meet uh, meet up at the uh, Devil's Bayou. <laughs> this is where Bianca starts putting the moves on uh, Bernard. Yeah, yes, it's like it's they start. She starts laying it on hot and heavy with Bernard now. She's and he's like, like uh, <laughs> I gotta go capture Donkey Kong. I can't yeah. Yeah. lock him um, in a cage." Uh, so yeah, uh, so yeah, they get there. Um, you got the uh, and so so you got the alligators make their appearance once they're in the Devil's Bayou. Uh, um, Brutus and I forget I, uh, Nero, Nero. Brutus and Nero. Oh. Yeah, um, I like so. Uh, and you also meet the uh, Dragonfly Evanrude. Yeah, <laughs> which of uh, like. So the joke there is that Evan Root is a brand of like onboard motor for boats, which he is. He like hooks up to the back of the leaf and is, you know, powering them. Yeah. Also, the voice of Evan Root, if you can call it a voice, the sounds that he's making is the uh, at this time when this movie's being made, Mickey Mouse. Huh. Yeah. So you know, Mickey's Mickey Mouse is in this movie. <laughs> The uh, they were also it's like Pat Buttram's in this movie, like he yes. is and everything. Yeah. Uh, jo- yeah. George Lindley makes an appearance, so they're kind yeah. of like under yeah. contract for some reason, I guess. So. Yeah, it's still in that weird like, like you know, the studio era is is you know not really existent anymore at this point, obviously. But inexplicably, the Disney studio stuff is still like, no, you're making Disney movies. <laughs> And then the voodoo guy smashes Evan Rude, and everybody gets sad. <laughs> Different movie. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. We- so, so, the, so they're in the bayou, <clears throat> and this is where we learn that uh, a Penny is there. We officially oh. find out that she's there. Get confirmation as a leader, um, and that the plot is that she's small enough to enter a hole in a cave, and. <laughs> to get to this pirate's cave to get to the devil's eye. Just blow the cave up. Yeah. 
there's clearly dynamite because it comes into play. Yeah. <laughs> you have you have dynamite on your person. You're in the middle of the bayou. Yeah. Nobody's gonna say anything. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, nope. sure, it's clear waters there, but they're not gonna say anything. Yeah. Yeah. But no, no, it, it's that's I it's the most absurd. Yeah. But <laughs> like we, clearly, we yeah, they know where the jewel is. They just can't find it in that hole, and they need a small kid to get in there. Yeah, and and they, she has problems finding it because the tide moves, rolls in and out, and fills the hole with water and all that nonsense. And before this, Penny is run away again. Yeah, and Medusa's like going around in Zartan swamp skier looking <laughs> for her. Yeah, that is her weird. Yeah, that thing's absurd. Like nineteen. Like yeah, like a nineteen ten automobile on a like with a like fan boat. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh man, I sure hope that uh, Ripper and uh, Zartana don't show up. And yeah, well, Croc yeah. Masters. She's also Croc Masters, so she's yeah, yeah, several so, many yeah. masters. <laughs> so yeah, so but but like Mister Snoops is just kind of a bad bumbling goober so he doesn't really yeah. have any so like you know penny doesn't respect him in the slightest and so doesn't really listen to him and doesn't care and all she really cares about is a getting home and be her teddy bear that looks conspicuously like winnie the pooh, winnie the pooh yeah <laughs> um but uh which uh, it has to be intentional because it looks oh, like sure. It looks like Winnie the Pooh as in the actual Winnie the Pooh and not their Winnie the Pooh. Right. <laughs> so I want to just snuck that in there like Yeah. They're like, yeah, you know what? We're gonna just Production, I mean like uh, productions, you know, obviously the Winnie the Pooh stuff before the movie had already existed. And right. production for this was probably around the same time as putting together some of that stuff and finishing up one of the last shorts or whatever so they weren't surprised I mean, they're, they're all about sneaking that stuff in and they become increasingly so later this, on and this, stuff. we also stuck something else in oh yes uh that was not discovered for decades yeah <laughs> um, which i didn't see when i watched it but i think they might have edited it out they didn't edit it out until the dvd oh, so okay. if you watched the vhs one you would never have, uh, okay. it would have been in there the problem is is that um it's only like a couple of frames. Right. So that's why you don't see it. On DVD, you pause it and it's crystal clear. On a VHS, if you pause it, it's not. You know, you're constantly in between frames or something. So um, so we'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> most most people already know what that is, but we'll yeah. just get to it later. Um, so yeah. Uh, they find Bernard and Bianca find Penny and our talent's like, hey, we got your letter. Uh she was very excited that somebody got her letter, but also very upset that it was itty bitty mice that got her letter. Yes. Did you not call? Like, did you not call the cops? <laughs> this is why like you're an her, orphan, Penny. Yeah, her response is, "So you didn't bring like the cops or anything?" I don't. It was nice of them to to um, ignore the fact that it's like, yeah, the cops just they don't seem to care. Yeah. <laughs> Oh no, they had to deal with more important children. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had to, yeah, they had to deal with children with parents. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, even Medusa's like, why would anybody want a homely girl like you? Like, dang. It's like, hey, pot. Yeah, it's like, wow. 
<laughs> 12 miles of bad road. What's uh, what's up there? Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, they're, they're, they're plotting their escape. Um, you can really just sort of like, this movie's 77 minutes and it feels longer, but there's really like, once you start talking about it, it's like, oh man, it just kind of zips along, doesn't it? Like what you, what you get to, what you get to the bayou. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like, it's, yeah. it's like all right, we're just we're devising our plan, and then she does her little uh, little uh, routine. Penny does her little uh, Medusa routine, which yeah. which was charming, but uh, but yeah, this is where they devise their plan. We got to get the alligators locked up, and we got to do this, that, and the other thing. Um, got to rally the troops later on. Much like Aristocats and Dalmatians, the animals band together. Yes. Uh, yep. With the weird hillbilly muskrats or whatever, yeah. <laughs> with his booze, with his with his corn jug, <laughs> like Bernard, like Bernard and Bianca land in the swamp, and muskrat's wife like comforts Bianca, and Bernard's like coming on the mud, and was like, "Here you go, son. It's a gear Just like this big XXX jug, yeah, down yeah. Bernard's throat. Yeah, just yeah, just. And like, yeah, it, uh, it later on in the movie revitalizes the dragonfly entirely. So yeah, it's some good stuff that he's got. Um, it's like that. Yeah, it's like uh, yeah, everyone gets their corn from a jar. Yeah. <laughs> like, this area. This movie has a lot of things in common with Waterboy, including that scene. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, so yeah. So yeah. The plan. The plan starts to unfurl relatively quickly. Uh, I do like the scene when they um, when they're like trying to get away from the alligators after the alligators find them, right? And they're like uh, playing the org. They like hide in the organ, and the alligators start playing the organ to blow them into the air. <laughs> yeah. Also, very... also, also, this riverboat still has a this dilapidated riverboat in the middle of the bayou still has a scars Skarsgård has yeah, <laughs> a fully functioning, relatively still in tune pipe organ, just ready to go. Yeah, <laughs> it's like wow, this is like Fury Road with the dude just like on the front with the guitar, like yeah. flames kind of. Yeah, so um, so yeah, they they they, they, they the, got the animals all in on board to play the game with them. Like, okay, this we're gonna need you. Like yeah. when when. It, when the, everything starts to unravel, you need to step up. Uh, we just met you. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, all right. We hate these jerks. So. Well, they, they hate Medusa, so yeah. Yeah. So um, uh, Evan Rood is delayed a little bit on his because of the bats. Randomly, just bats. Just bats. Like, yeah. So uh, it's like half a scene, like a few frames of bats, and then no bats ever again. Uh, it's yeah, like the bats are so annoying. It's like the last two levels of Ninja Gaiden. Yeah, it's like they're bats. <laughs> yeah, just, just the ready. knockback. The knockback is just the worst. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, so they, yeah, they get put into the hole. the The mice are hidden in Penny's shirt pocket. Um, they find the Devil's Eye pretty much out the gate. I don't know why it was so hard. <laughs> There's a reason that Penny has not adopted yet, JJ. Yeah, yeah, because like it's literally like 
five steps away from the entrance of that hole. <laughs> it's in, the, in, in, in a skull. And it's in a skull. The only skull. Yep. <laughs> so the only, like, the only point of interest in this hole is this skull. And lo and behold, that's where this giant diamond is, or jewel. It's like yes. pink, so it's like it's, it's a gem. Also, like, it's next to this cutlass that we're going to use to pry the skull open with. Yeah, yeah, that cutlass is probably worth thousands. Like, uh, like not as much worth a diamond, but probably a lot. It's probably worth a good chunk of money. Um, <coughs> but yeah, that diamond is stuck. The water is starting to fill back into the cave, and Medusa isn't going to rescue her to pull her out until she gets the diamond. So, uh, they they bar- they barely manage to get out. Uh, just as you would expect in. Uh, this Goonies movie. <laughs> um, I, I do, and this is where now Snoops realizes that he's just been taken advantage of. <laughs> where, yeah, but he's like, I'm just going to keep it. And yeah, she's, hit, she's hitting the diamond and Penny's bear now. Yeah, inexplicably. <laughs> like, why? What's... There's nobody else here other than Snoops, and yeah. you have a gun. Yeah. <laughs> like, so Snoops, Snoops don't have a gun. No. You don't need to hide the diamond. You can just get out of there. Yeah. Put it in your luggage, and you're off. Feed him <laughs> to the gators. Yeah, I mean, you could you could shoot him, kick him into the swamp, and nobody will ever know where Snoops is. But she's, they're all incredibly dumb. Uh, yeah, there's not even the even the protagonists are kind of yeah, dumb. Yeah, the, the mice really, the mice like are really good detectives. They're just yeah. too small for this situation. Uh, because uh, they're mice. Yeah, because they're mice. I do like the first scene when they first, um, when when we're first at the bayou and Medusa is like ranting and raving and. Uh, Miss Bianca, there's like, she's completely insane. <laughs> like, just this very matter of fact, she just, she's nuts. She's insane, darling. Yeah, just like, like, just very matter of fact. There's no, like, like, no pun or joke or anything. It's just like, oh, oh wow, she is, she is not playing with a full deck. She's off her rocker. <laughs> well, but, but we, we forgot, also forgot, like, on the way to the bayou, uh, while uh, Bianca and uh, Bernard are riding in the on the gull, we get more A and seventies gold. Yes, yes. The songs, the song makes a return, sort yeah. of like a reprise version of the opening song. It's like, ah, uh... <laughs> do this again, huh? Yeah. Like, like, like if it was in like the kind of movie that song wants to be in, that would be like. That would be like the lovemaking scene. Yeah, it'd be like it'd be it'd be like the Blue Lagoon or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Or or like uh, oh god, what was what's the love is never having to see or sorry? What was that movie? Oh yeah, that it, like, it, it, yeah. some schlock like that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, boy, uh, not definitely, especially coming off of the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Last yeah. week, it's like, oh man, I want some good Disney music, and this ain't it, man. This is not it. This is not it. Like, this is I like realized, what my like, mom listened to in college. Yeah, yeah, this is like, like bring back the Sherman Brothers, please. Yeah. 
<laughs> I can't wait for the nineties. <laughs> yeah. can, can can we please send Linda Ronstadt home? <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, so the uh, they get the diamond. It's hidden in the animal, and that's when all of the then that's when the plan starts uh, playing out. And it just and it, it really is just bum rushing. Yeah, uh, Medusa and and uh, Snoops. Um, Snoop Doggy Dog. Uh, yeah, Snoop, <laughs> Snoop gets away. Snoop does. Snoop. Uh, Snoop. Snoop makes it out. Uh, yeah. Medusa probably doesn't. Uh, Medusa gets the uh, the gets, Temple of Doom ending. <laughs> she's a uh, well. She's a uh, she's like getting chomped at. She's getting the Captain Hook at the end of that, where she's like yeah. on the pillar, and they're, they, the alligators are trying to climb up to get her. They're circling her, yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's uh, like you're not, there's nothing, I mean, yeah. unless they give up. <laughs> who's, yeah. got the, who's got the most endurance in this also, situation? Also, they're haters, so this is the natural outcome anyway. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it's like they trip her, and then like they put like a stick of dynamite in her gun that she's firing off. And, um, also, I hated it when I was I had to rewind it because I'm like, wait, did I hear that right? When they when they first see the mice, uh, and they're freaking out, and he's like hitting them with the broom and dance, and uh, Mexican hat that like uh, <laughs> da 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 starts oh playing for like yeah. two seconds, and I was like. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, just for, just for like two seconds, and I was like, "That's a no." That's it's like you know, you know, all the goodwill you built with the like the very inclusive UN thing. Yeah, you I almost think, flush it away. Yeah, just like just like yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah. So <laughs> that was dumb. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, they get away, and and then you get to the. Uh, I guess the epilogue scene yeah. in this thing, where it's Penny's just adopted. Penny's adopted. The, the diamond goes to Smithsonian. This diamond is at the Smithsonian. Uh, she's adopted. Uh, she. This is where she talks to the newsman and saying that the rescue aid society helped her and helped with the mice and I'd like to thank them and everything. And uh, uh, the the rejoicing doesn't last because here comes Evanrude in through the window. With another letter of adventure. <laughs> Perhaps down under. Perhaps down under 20, oh. 20 years later. <laughs> um, She's retired. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, and they pull up and it's on Friday the 13th. So, yep. Just uh, to freak out Bernard Moore. It's just, so, yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. So, setting up a, a very rare setting up a sequel in a Disney movie, which I'm trying, like, never happened before. Disney's never set up a sequel in one of their <coughs> animated films. <laughs> at they, this actually, point. they actually don't do it past this movie either. Yeah, it's it's very like like yeah, most of them just have their and typically have the and they lived happily ever after kind of situation or whatever. But like this one like legitimately sets up a sequel. Yeah. Um, you know, unclear if the sequel like it doesn't tell you what the sequel is. I mean obviously a sequel's coming. But uh, so it's not like the end of Batman Begins where he's like they're handed the Joker card or something. It's, oh, look at you! Yeah, uh, it's it's just like okay, time for another adventure. And so you can just assume that this 
Rescuers Down Under takes place immediately after this, or yep. they just kept having adventures afterwards Probably. on bad luck numbers. Uh, <laughs> they get the note and half the mice turn to ash, <laughs> and they get it, it goes to black. Yeah. Uh, cut to Mr. Snoop sitting on a farm and just giving yep. a, just a small smirk. Just a little bit. Yeah. It feels perfectly it feels balanced. Content. Perfectly balanced. So that's the rescuers. As I said, I remembered zero uh, <laughs> of this. Do you movie. Either. Like, like I no. Yeah. I, I yeah, boy. <laughs> um I, I liked it. Uh, it's not great. No, but I, I, I told you, like, I thought I was going to hate it. And I was like, oh, I don't hate this movie. Yeah, like, I was like, you know, yeah, I'm, I like this. Uh, it's something that I haven't seen in a while, and I like the characters in it. Like, I like, I like uh, Bernard and Miss um, Bianca. I think they're actually really enjoyable characters. Yeah. And they, they, they had good, for cartoon mice, with celebrity voices, good chemistry with one. Yeah, they did. They they play up to it well. I yeah. guess my my thing is, it, by and large, and this is just me, it doesn't feel like a Disney movie at times. Yeah, it it, it feels like a, what what Don Bluth would go on to make. Right. It's closer to like it's almost like like you know Anastasia or something, or American Tale or something, American yeah. Tale or. Um, all dogs yes. go to heaven. Yeah, it feels much. Yeah, it, it's very much like in this what cartoons are becoming, not what Disney is becoming. Right. Um, uh, so yeah, this movie, um, this movie had a very interesting sort of production history um, because they started development on this in '62. <coughs> Based off a book, right, or a series of off books? a book? Yes, series of books, series of books, and like. The the story that they were originally going with was about like a poet being held hostage by a like a, a government in like more or less Siberia. So you know this very fascist Italian you know uh, government. Uh, <laughs> it, you know that that story grows and grows and becomes you know overtly much more political and Walt yeah. was having none of it. No. <laughs> Walt was yeah. like, nope, nope. Walt, A, Walt already not having the best of luck with politics. Gee, <laughs> why? Uh, in his, oh, right. In his, in his personal life. And B, like, that's not what he wanted his studio to be. Yeah. Um, so, like, nope. Okay, we're, we're done with this right now. <laughs> put it put it away. Um, uh, it came back in the early 70s. It was going to be one of those, like, the, the Disney studio plan was, you know, big pictures and little pictures and alternate them. Like how, um, like, like if, like, video games used to be, like, the Call of Duty franchise, it was like, this one's the Infinity Ward game, and then this is the, what you know, the other studio. And then right. back to, every other year, it was another uh, thing. Um, so, like, the B pictures were going to be there like it looked cheaper much more played like we're gonna downplay the animation sort of you know cheaper and shorter and it, it'll so, be like it, and, and it'll be for like the young talent like the, the ones that are cutting their teeth at the studio and not like the veteran talents 
So, so way the Pooh was like the A picture, and this was the yeah. Um, yeah. So, like the young animator, the, the young animator group in there was uh, obviously led by Don Bluth, right? Um, and uh, um, it's obvious. When, yeah, and it's and, and it's blatantly obvious. This is Don. This is exactly the kind of movie Don Booth would want to make, and eventually ends up making because, like, like you said, an American Tale, like, very easily could be in this universe. Oh heck yeah! Uh, like, or, like the, or Bible like, Goes West or whatever. Yeah, yeah, because like the whole mouse, the whole mice thing, and the, and the, and the character designs are very similar. Or Secret of Nim. Or, or... or Secret of Nim. Yeah, particularly Secret of Nim. Like. You can definitely see that in this. Um, maybe, uh, uh, you know, their music was a little better. <laughs> yeah. But, but, uh, it wasn't, oh God. It wasn't soft rock favorites from the 70s, 80s, 90s, and today. Yeah. But, um, so it got resurrected in the 70s by Don Bluth and the team. And it was like inspired, and like they picked the, what was then the newest book in the series that took place in the Antarctic, and um, it was about a polar bear that wasn't happy being in the Antarctic, so he leaves a message in the bottle and sends it. Um, hey, guess who was going to be the voice of the bear? Phil Harris. <laughs> no, actually, it was Louis Prima. I was tricking. Oh. Uh... <laughs> You monster. <laughs> yeah. But it is a jungle book here. I mean, that is King Louie. King Louie and this bear were the best of friends. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So, again, pretty good life. For this movie, uh, I mean, yeah, this movie, so this takes place in one of the splintered uh, timelines where the humanity has got to live side by side with the increasingly uh, uh, more. Uh, Sentient animals, yeah, but they're not that sentient because humans can't understand them except for this girl. So that might be leading to a different, uh, weird. I mean, but the the humans don't notice rodents crawling around the UN in full garb. (laughs) Like that—that mouse has the shiki on. Yeah, (laughs) I do. I do like that the mice follow their like. They haven't established their own cultural stuff. It's just, that's just what their country, this is our country. So this is, you know, we're following their customs, their traditions. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't create their own. They've just fallen in line with the people. (laughs) Well, you want to get this figured out. If if anything. Yeah. And it's funny. And I guess because mice live with humans for the most, you know what I like, that's, I guess that's the, sorry, because like you don't, the cat, isn't like you know you don't see any other animals sort of no i mean you see the, this. This, this, the, sea, the seagull is like a freelancer yeah yeah like he he's a 1099 jj <laughs> 1099 he's like like i, I can work where i want brother yeah Free. <laughs> but so yeah so yeah the polar bear thing was what was the original plan but like it obviously never it was gonna you know, obviously with Louis Prima doing it, he was gonna be doing the music for it too. So it'd been a jazz picture. That would have um, been a lot better. It would have been better than what we got. Yeah, sure. sure. Um, um but unfortunately Prima had to drop out because uh, he discovered he had a brain tumor. Oh goodness. Um in seventy five, so they dropped that whole thing and because like well the guy that we were sort of writing this whole thing around is I know he's 
he was having me- like he was having these episodes of memory loss and stuff. So it was just like, all right. So once again, 1975, Rescuers scrapped. <laughs> Which keep in mind, this movie comes out in two years. <laughs> right. So we guys got to get it done. Yeah. So um, then you go back to the A team who had just finished up uh, Robin Hood. And um, <laughs> again, the original version of The Rescuers was on, put on the shelf due to the political theming and stuff. Um, the, A-team, the A-Team was going on to work on a, a movie based on the book Scruff, <laughs> which is a story of the monkeys of Gibraltar. <laughs> Under World War Two, <laughs> and they're like uh, they're being what? they're yes, <laughs> and you know the, they're being like the Nazis are like involved in this story. <laughs> so, are they trying to are they trying to steal the monkeys? Yes. <laughs> oh, good lord! <laughs> oh man. Uh, this is the Crystal Skull should have been. Yeah, let's see. Okay, I, I, Wikipedia had a good... I'm going to go to Wikipedia's page real quick because they had a good breakdown of it. Okay. <clears throat> I'm just going to read it straight from Wikipedia because they can say... They put much better than I do. Meanwhile, the A-Crew had finished work on Robin Hood and was set to begin production on the adaption of the book titled Scruffy under the direction of Ken Anderson. Its story concerned the monkeys of Gibraltar under World War II that would have been threatened by the Nazi Party's attempt to capture them from the British Empire during World War II. <laughs> when, what? The time, when the time had come to greenlight one of the two projects, the studio leaders eventually decided for the rescuers. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That, like, and that's a great monkey caper of, of 1942. I, listen. I will always be disappointed when I find out when I find out that I was screwed out of a uh, a monkey movie. <laughs> I ate a monkeys versus Nazis movie. Mon- monkeys versus Nazis. Coming to sci-fi this fall. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So so yeah. They uh, yeah. The rescuers was chosen. Um, this was. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's just the most absurd thing I read when I read that. I was like, I've I've, I've never even heard of this book. <laughs> and well, so I mean, now I'm like, I guess I'm gonna have to uh, read this book. This is what this <laughs> book is. Well, to to the credit of the animation to the studio, in keeping yeah. with Walt's wishes, this wasn't a political movie. Yeah. Anyway, they, they they decided not to go that route, even after he yeah. passed away. So, you know, the, the, the polar bear thing, the reason why the polar bear thing was eventually dropped and the Arctic stuff was dropped was because of just how bland of a background that is for the animators to work on. <laughs> like, like we... it's, it's, yeah, it's just white, you know, <laughs> like, and you have to try to make snow mounds and glaciers and stuff. And it's just like, it's too stark of a, yeah, background for us. I was like, I need to look like I needed. I needed the animation to look too like super muddy with squiggly lines, and I can't do that in the snow. Yeah, but so so yeah, so you know, so now 
you know, we're not doing the snow thing. Like I said, originally Corel Deville was going to be the thing, but it was Ollie Johnston who said that it, it was wrong to attempt a sequel. Just drop it and just 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 put just make a sequel. <laughs> just a Plug it out. It's like, hey, yeah. it's a sequel. Yeah, so they tra- so they stopped that whole thing. Um, so they chose Alunder Blaze instead. Yeah. <laughs> um, she's the villain in this movie. Yep. Uh, drops comes, a diamond in a trash can. Yeah. And then lives her, the rest of her career as a monster truck. Dogs driving a monster truck or monster swamps, uh, swamp skis. Yeah. Uh, again, people, very, I'm going to apologize for yeah. wrestling references that mean next to nothing. Just, I will let you know that is a wrestling reference that we just made there several of them actually <laughs> several there's been a couple of there's been a couple of them peppered in here that don't really affect the they don't really stop the program cold with the wrestling references but uh here we are so hey at least i wait until the end to, to, to slip that one in yeah yeah but uh yeah so i, I did read <laughs> i did read one thing that seemed mean uh it was um, uh, what was it? It was something like, I think it was Medusa was to, based off of Milt Call's wife. Like and he was, worked in this movie, right? Yes. <laughs> like, that oh, dude, mean. that seems mean. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's not the first time I've heard some like, like uh, yeah. you know, back in the sixties. When uh, you know Lucy was based off Charles Schultz's wife, and so when she became more antagonistic in the comics, that's when they were going through some trouble. Trouble. Yeah. So it, it's it's not an unprecedented thing to happen. Yeah, but also, um, the animator wasn't a big fan of Milk Call's wife. So yeah. <laughs> Phyllis Bounds. Was yeah. And it's uh, Phyllis Bounds was. Uh, it's also um, Lillian's um, niece. Oh dear God. Uh, yeah. So, Oof. yeah. Wow. Okay. Now yeah. you're messing with the family. Yeah. Um, uh, it was all, this was Milt Call's like final film. Gee, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> and he, but, uh, uh, like, he, he, he wanted, he wanted, uh, Madame Medusa to be, like perfect in this so that was his like focus on the entire thing seriously he handled animation himself mostly then yeah yeah he's like you know i got this you really put a lot of time this character she's the worst yeah (laughs) i didn't get all of her terrible imperfections and i hate you so much fellas what so yeah uh you know it's just a fun little like, like they're they're really kind of working hard at this point. Yeah. We're in the post Walt era. You're, you're starting to run into this problem though, where the Disney Studio is going to quickly learn that they're they're making the wrong choices because effectively what you're doing is pulling the animation that Walt rejected. Like you're p- basically pulling ideas out of Walt's trash can. Um. And obviously, it becomes an issue. It becomes a bigger issue later on. Instead of like going out and trying to get like new properties, yeah, or new properties, or like you know, a, a, like doing ones that haven't been touched upon yet. Like 
Like, like you know, Walt said no to this originally, you know, but they made it. Like, you know, despite saying I like this movie and everything, I will also say this about it. After I was done watching it, I kind of almost immediately forgot everything about this movie because it is an incredibly forgettable movie. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like, it's, it's one of those movies, like, like I said, I, f- I finished it today, but like, Ten minutes before we went on the air, I was like, "Oh, I got to read the wiki because I forgot what happened." <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so yeah, it's inoffensive. It's inoffensive. Phil Harris. I, we, did, we did mention Phil Harris earlier. He was going to be in this movie at one point as like the Bayou Frog Gang, essentially, but his role was deleted. But like, you know. Bill Harris got his paycheck, for, and again for a Disney movie. So, <laughs> so yeah. is, there, is there a cut of the movie with that in there, or they just never animated it? And it, it was deleted. So I read specifically read deleted from the film. So it's probably out there. But Disney Disney's funny with putting deleted scenes on because like like they like to do like this was like a musical number that was deleted later on or something. Like you typically don't get like just scenes, but yeah, but he is a singing bullfrog. So it might be a musical number. And I didn't dig into, I've never dug into the special features of this. I'm going to look it up. Yeah. I I kind of want to see uh, Phil Harris and versus Tom McGee. I want to see how that shakes up. uh, Oh, and, and, uh, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the bird was originally a pigeon. The blue bird? The, no, the um, the albatross. Oh, okay. But uh, uh, Ollie Johnston uh, remembered about an episode, of, or not an episode, I guess an episode, I, True Life Adventures. And he remembered the albatross from that. And they have, have you ever seen an albatross? Um, <laughs> they are... Like, you know, like how puppies aren't quite used to like their legs and ears and everything, or like they don't know how to control everything. That's what right. it's like when they take off and land because there's these big gangly, like ungainly yeah. <laughs> creatures. So it's you like they do, don't, you do this weird Naruto run yeah, down they, the yeah. Yeah, they, they don't do um they they, they yeah, they don't look majestic in any no. way, shape, or form. And they thought that would make a much better visual gag yeah ollie johnston had a great eye you know frank and ollie are like you know two of the the you know all-time number one like greats of disney studios they had great mind for cartoons so so it was a good call it was a good good sight gag yeah it's a good gag um so uh, also uh, i mentioned earlier with this movie that they did the whole xerox thing um but they were able to, but we're now at the um, point where they don't have to just have thick black outlines anymore because the copying technology is better. So, you know, it, they were able to have lighter lines and stuff on it. So you'll notice when you're watching this, the lines are as thickly drawn on this particular cartoon. Like, like ones. yeah, like if you look at like uh, Dalmatians. Where it's more obvious, yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. This, I mean, I, I guess like the animation, it's not great. Yeah, 
This is it's and, not yeah. Here. It's just kind of there. Yeah. So this is you know you know the nine old men and stuff. So this is the last time that Frank, Ollie, and Milt are ever going to work together. And this is Don Bluth's first like he's directing animator and not assistant animator. So they so. they kind of like handed the reins over to him at this point. Yeah. Yeah, and, and a bunch of other a bunch of other animators that are going to become very important very soon are starting to come on board and stuff. So, um, so yeah, very ex- very exciting time for Disney because they're 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 trying. It's a, it's it's a rough it's a rough time for them. Ooey, they're trying. They're trying. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it's because it's going to yeah. get. Gonna get uh, gonna get rough. Gonna get real rough. Not you know, next not right week, away. Not right away. Next week's not particularly a rough one, but uh, or even uh, or even you know eighty when we did Mickey's Christmas Carol eighty three. Yeah, not rough it's, yet. Not rough yet. I, and there's a couple that are here that, despite sort of general opinion, like. There's a couple of forgettable ones that I know, like I know we both like or stuff. Yeah. So, so we're gonna have some fun uh, coming up with some of the um, some stuff, but we're getting real close to um, a very important figure making his debut with the Disney Studio. Who do you mean, JJ? Who are you talking about? So, uh, so, break his thumbs. So here we go. We're 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 quickly approaching the Eisner era. The Mitchell Eisner. The Mitchell the Mitchell Eisner. Um, but you know, to his credit, uh, you know he he worked well with Frank Wells. It's when Frank Wells suddenly died that things started getting particularly chaotic for him. So. To be fair, I'm basing my whole thing with Michael Eisner off his just off of the wonderful world of Disney. His four <laughs> hosting duties. <laughs> One of, yeah. Uh, I, I linked Nick the other day to uh, some outtakes of when they were introducing the Muppets to Disney World and it's he is unable to say gl- the Grand Floridian and Boy, Fozzie is really giving <laughs> the guy the, the, who, who's ever like puppeteering Fozzie Bear is just busting his chops. <laughs> yeah, like and to the point where you could tell that it's starting to affect Michael Eisner and it's making things worse. <laughs> yeah, where he's like he's laughing it off, but you're like, oh, he's actually legit sore right now. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a fun little video. <laughs> um, so uh, now we get to the fun part, the legacy of this, where, you know, so first and foremost, this movie had a $7.5 million budget. You know, that's not, that's not a meager animation budget by any no. means. Uh, you know, Winnie the Pooh had a, you know, at least it was pre-produced stuff. So, um, you know, you know, fine. Um, this was a uh, double double feature. Um, it was this movie with a tale of two critters, which is 
uh, Disney nature film documentary. Never which, seen it. Um, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> so, uh, like, uh, and then later on, as you've mentioned earlier, when this movie was re-released, it was re-released with a Mickey's Christmas Carol. Yep. Um, so, and that was, that was Mickey's, like, return to theaters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, that's, uh, boy, okay. Hopefully, uh, they show this movie before Mickey's Christmas Carol, but I kind of <laughs> doubt it. I doubt it. I genuinely doubt it. But, um, but, and they re-released it again the year before the sequel came out. <coughs> yeah. Which did, they, did they ever show, like, did they ever show both of them together, or? Uh, not theatrically, I don't think. Okay. Like, if you buy the movies now, like, I think you can only get, like, the Blu-ray is only a two-pack where you get both. Okay. This is 77 minutes. Charging, like, it, it's always weird when it's, like, a movie like this, when it's not one of the, like, Disney, like, pinnacle movies, you know? Like, right. like Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, Cinderella, things like that. Like, imagine char- charging somebody the same amount of money for Sleeping Beauty as you would Saludos Amigos, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. You would, have, you would have to, you have to combine Saludos Amigos with the three caballeros like but, as a bundle because that's the only fair way to do that i mean that being said i don't i, I couldn't see myself buying this movie i don't own it i just had to yeah. i would track it down but it's it's a movie i would i would maybe spend my dizzy movie rewards points on i guess yeah i mean like look my my suggestion for this one is if you still for whatever reason have the Netflix to your mailbox uh, subscription. Rent it through that. Go to the yeah. library and borrow it from the library. I think it's well worth watching. I don't think it's particularly well worth like spending the $30 MSRP for the two pack of these movies or whatever. Like there's a reason why it's not like ever like you're never going to get these uh, special 4K Steelbook edition at Best Buy. You don't get the Diamond Edition of the Rescuers. The Rescuers and the Rescuers Down Under, or what? You know, it's yeah. like that's reserved for because again, it's a very forgettable movie. It's super successful, like massively successful. Uh, it, it made uh, what's its final? What's its final tally? Uh, the Rescuers made. Uh, during its initial run at the box office, $48 million. Well, which is, uh, this, this This came out before Star Wars or after Star Wars? It would have been June, so after Star Wars. Okay. So yeah. I wonder then, in that case, maybe just like, it's driving people to theaters. This was a massive success around the world. In, in France, it outsold Star Wars. <laughs> really? Yes. Yeah, it, it it was it was it outgrossed Star Wars at the theaters in France. That um, is baffling to me. Uh, and it was the highest grossing ger- uh, movie in West Germany. Uh, this is still the time where you have to clarify West Germany. Yes. <laughs> and it made nine point seven million in West Germany. Uh, it made seven point two million in France. Um, by the end of its uh, theatrical run. Uh, rentals were $19 million in the United States and Canada with international rentals at $41 million. 
So it made forty one million overseas, and uh, yeah, so nineteen million in the United States. So, hey, so you said it was re released with uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol, right? Yes. Was it the last time? Was it the only time it was re released, or was it? No, it was re released again in eighty nine. Just before. oh, before the okay, yeah. Um, Rescuers Down Under was released in eighty three, and it grossed uh, twenty one million dollars in North America. Mm-hmm. And it grossed $21 million again in 1989. Oh. So overall, the worldwide earnings of this movie is about $170 million. It's crazy that we didn't, like, this would have been the time, 89, when my my mom's like, let's go to the theater and watch this Disney movie. Yeah. This would have been the time I would have seen it. Especially nope. considering um, it would have been well known at this point. Like the yeah. reason it's getting the the reason why it's getting re released in theaters right now is because next year the new one comes out, which was a big deal because part of the you know legacy stuff. It's a sequel is coming out, which from this studio that has never happened before. Um, Saludos amigos, three caballeros, technically. Yeah. Although not really. They're not really, because they're compilation features, and they're done for a very specific... This is like a legitimate... This is a sequel. A direct but, sequel. Yeah. That th- When that came out in 1990, there hadn't been a direct sequel to a Disney movie at this point. So that was a big deal. Um, uh, critically, when this came out, it, people loved it. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's got charm. You know, it's, there's nothing wrong with this movie. Yeah. Just... And, and, you know, and, and uh, yeah, some great movies sometimes just don't have the staying power as some of the others. Um, but, uh, yeah, massively successful. Um, uh, uh, like, you know, Leonard Malton says, like, you know, it was a breath of fresh air for people that were worried about the future of the studio post Walt Disney, you know? So, because it, it had it, it showed that they can still do it right. even without Walt there. Um, uh, so yeah, and I think uh, uh, even Frank and Ollie uh, loved the movie, um, and they they think it's they think it's their best movie they worked on without Walt Disney at the helm. I was like, I guess without Walt Disney, like, wait, what? Like, okay. Yeah. Without yeah. Walt Disney, like, hold Without on Walt a second. Disney. No. Yeah, no, no, no. But no, no gentlemen, I respectfully disagree. Yeah. I, I, and you know what? Like, like, yeah, I mean, there wasn't many for no. that. Like, because what was the other options? Um, Robin Hood. You know, Jungle Book came out after his death, but he had worked on that. Winnie the Pooh, most of that movie came out with Walt. You know, so, you know, Ristacats, this... I mean, 101 Dalmatians, things like that. So, you know, I don't know if it's, we'll get to it when we get to our rankings and stuff, but we'll see. Um, but like, if you, if you go to uh, Rotten Tomatoes, it's at like 6.6 on Rotten, uh, no, Metacritic, Metacritic, Rotten Tomatoes is the percentage one. It's like right. 6.6 6 out of 10, which, yeah, yeah. I think 7 is fair. Like like it's a, they give the game pro smiley thumbs up. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not the wow. It's the yeah. or the or the sleepy thumbs up. Yeah, that's, that's 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 uh, make my music or whatever. Yeah, that is the sleepy <laughs> thumbs up. Yeah, the sleepiest thumbs up. Yeah. Um. It was nominated 
in the Academy Awards for uh, original song. No, no friggin' <laughs> way. Yeah, uh, but it was it, it's yeah. Someone's waiting for you uh, was nominated for best, but it lost to um, "You Light Up My Life" from the movie. You oh my life. which is crazy because it sounds like the same kind of song <laughs> like i made the debbie boon boot joke earlier not realizing that, that it was directly competing with the song against debbie Boone. oh my god uh, oh, it reminds me like the the hippies from the side adventures it's got to be morning after yep and it was uh, not yeah so so yeah yeah so you know there you go. Um, in terms, it's of, just me that's like music. Yeah, it, it's, it's just me. It's it's a it's a terrible soundtrack. I would say so far, like, like even like you know, I'd say this is probably the worst soundtrack we've had. Yeah, like even Saludos and Caballero had, had better music. music. Yeah, like and, you know, any other compilation features, the package films had you know revolved around music so you had to be good at least that yeah. part you know so yeah this well, is i mean this is I, yeah, absolutely the worst soundtrack we've had on this i mean okay. I mean, that, that, probably, that probably makes that's that, that probably makes some people out there furious to hear us say that well <laughs> i mean you know keep in mind that you and i didn't grow up in the cocaine fueled yeah. 70s <laughs> so this music's not our cup of tea yeah. or cocaine yeah so in terms of everything else, video games, nothing. I mean, I don't think so. And no. there's no theme park, anything. No. I mean, I'm, 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 there has to have been at some point costume characters. Um, um, I, would, I feel like there was. I feel like I've, I feel like if I went to a book from like, like my first trip to Disneyland was like 19. 88, 89, and I feel like one of the pictures has Bernard in it. So that makes sense. <laughs> like right around the time that the, uh, the, the Down Under came out, Down Under came out. I'm almost positive there was there had to be costume cast yeah. members. Yeah, yeah. So also uh, JJ. Yeah, McDonald's Christmas ornaments. <laughs> McDonald's Christmas ornaments. This yes. is where I, we're now in the era where. Uh, Disney stuff is going to be marketed and marketed hard. <laughs> and merch, merch, and if there's one thing that we love, it's some good old merch. <laughs> if J- JJ and I share, we love our fast food premiums. We love fast food premiums, and we love the old '80s and '90s fast food premiums when they were premiums. When you would like spend a couple extra dollars and get. You know the Disney glasses, or yeah. you know the Batman Forever glasses, or or, the, or or this Jeep with Garfield in it, yeah, or or like you know, or this, Disney was doing this with McDonald's a series of Christmas tree ornaments, like, <laughs> and you know, I think most of the movies coming up for us have plushy Christmas tree ornaments because, like. We Not know. next week's, do we? Maybe I, I, Fox and the Hound might, but I don't. I didn't have any, but like you know, I didn't. Yeah, Oliver and Company. Oliver and Company had. Yeah, Little Mermaid for sure. Yeah, uh, 
this one, obviously, like Rescuers, Rescuers Down Under for sure. But the ornaments were based off this movie and not Down Under. <laughs> Correct. Which, yeah. yeah but they came out, like, but they yeah. came out sort of as the promotion. I'm assuming they were probably um, the re release stuff. So, like, because, like, you know, got re released several times in the 80s. Yeah. So, and, you know, with the. 89. 89 being peak let's market everything to children era of everything. You know? <laughs> like from fast food to cigarettes, let's market to children. <laughs> I, I, I want to say the way you got these, and I could be way off, it was this is a period where McDonald's was like, you know, like you would get this holiday Fozzie or this holiday Miss Piggy. Yeah. Or or these this, this Oliver and Company uh you know, ornaments or, yeah. or these. And it was like you had to buy like five dollars worth of gift certificates from McDonald's. That sounds that sounds but also I was so uh, I was so young at the time. Jake that, is looking it up. Yeah, I I'm now Googling it because I do remember one thing very specifically from the rescuers down under uh stuff where they had those um little cameras. The Happy Meal toys were little plastic like cameras that had like footage in them. I don't know if you remember. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm now looking at boxes of. I wish. Oh, I actually, I actually, if I recall correctly, I can actually show you. <laughs> I could describe it for everybody. Yeah, if I just remember how this stupid thing works. <laughs> Oh, here I we do. Go. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, no, that is not what I thought it was. <laughs> oh, there it is. Yeah, screen share. <laughs> there we go. Whoa. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. JJ has linked me to a page full of uh, McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, see that? Yeah. Some pretty sweet looking. Yeah, because this, this is exact. I, these. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Have... So, yeah, it's just like Bianca Bernard with like little f- festive twists on. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I don't remember the boxes, but those boxes rule. Those are some good looking boxes. <laughs> yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> no. Oh, it's something stirring inside. <laughs> no. Well, stirring inside of you or me. Uh, probably both of us. Yeah, yeah, it's like, oh man. Yeah. Gonna so, make an antique mall run at, at some point. Yeah, and there's the actual Happy Meal box for rescuers down under. Let's see. Oh, geez, on eBay. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Boy, they, see, went, they went all in on the merch. Yeah, rescuers down under was a big, big thing. I didn't own any of that except for the ornaments, so. <laughs> I, I guess yeah. it was just like maybe because I, I think when this came out or when when the merch was out it was pretty much like Little Mermaid out the wazoo yeah yeah so yeah so so yeah that's uh so this will wrap up 1977 since we had two movies that came out in 1977 um, obviously uh, the big movies of 1977 were Obviously, Star Wars. That was the biggest. Star Obviously, Wars. Star Wars. Um, Star Wars. You remember that? that? 
you remember, the movie? Movie? Yeah, you remember the movie that came out last year that had uh the one word title it was called just solo no oh is that the movie that Spaceballs was based on there you go yes okay, um, okay. and um there was uh these video games that were incredibly difficult for the super nintendo okay uh, you probably played them did you probably it, did, played them and never beat them was there <laughs> did star wars is it's called it's called star wars right Star Did Star Wars, Wars have a toy line, or eh, kind of? Okay, like it, it okay. took a while, but you know, there's there's a couple. There's okay, yeah, you and a couple of Lego sets too. Nothing, not too much, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I can't see myself buying Lego sets off some weird like goofy <laughs> seventy science yeah, fiction movie. Yeah, like it'd be like 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 Star Wars Lego, and they had like. Disney also put out those um, Prince of Persia Lego sets. Like, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah. yeah they're gonna go right in the discount bin with the the Lone Ranger Lego sets. Yeah, yeah right there. Um, also, another big movie from that year, the number two movie of that year. A little, a little ditty. You you've mentioned it once or twice on this show. Uh, Smokey and the Bandit. Smokey and the Bandit. Yes, not Smokey or the Bandit. And the bandit, ampersand, the bandit. Yeah. Uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Ah, so this is a good year for movies. Saturday, because... night, Saturday Night Fever. Okay, you lost me there. <laughs> uh, like, I'm trying, like, yeah, let's just round up the top ten. The Goodbye Girl, A Bridge Too Far, The Deep, The Spy Who Loved Me. And that, well, that's that's when Roger Moore was about ready to hang it up, I think. Yeah, yeah. The the, the theme song from this one could very easily have been the theme song for the Spy Who Loved Me. And also, the Spy Who Loved Me was a better theme song than Bond movie. Yeah. Oh God, which was a, that's a, that's actually a good. Was movie. John Denver and, and uh, George Burns? George Burns. Yep. Wow. And ra- rounding out the top ten is Annie Hall. Uh, which would have been also the best picture, best director, uh, best actress. <laughs> so uh, Danny Hall cleaned up that year at the Academy Awards. Um, funny, Richard Dreyfuss won for uh, best actor, but not for Close Encounters of the Third Guy. You went for Good Boy Girl. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, so, yeah. I mean, he's kind of annoying in Close Encounters. Yeah. I mean, he does abandon his family. They are a terrible family. But let's... <laughs> also, 1977, I guess, had uh, ABBA, the movie. So, Oh, uh, God. So there you go. The, the 70s were a dark time, man. It was, it, was, it was either great or terrible. There was no middle ground. Yeah, just like everybody's like... Smokey and the Bandit or the Bad News Bears in Breaking Training. No. <laughs> no, I just like everybody was just like like sweaty and on cocaine and listened to Donna Summer. <laughs> Saturday Night Fever was one of the top ten movies of nineteen. Uh, <laughs> so God. So what a but, what a dark period, man. The Gauntlet came out. That was a great movie. The Gauntlet? Clint Eastwood getting the Oh okay, never okay. They vaguely remade that movie 
decades later known as 16 blocks that has the exact same plot and finale <laughs> do you remember 16 blocks at all i don't know i've never seen it. it it was um it was um bruce willis as as now now hold 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 your hold yourself there a burnt out old cop <laughs> so he's like, you know, we're gonna do this movie again and call it Cop and a Half. Yeah. Uh, and so he has to take a mob witness played by Most Deaf and get him to the courthouse. <laughs> Which, and at one point, they find themselves on a bus getting attacked by people trying to stop him from getting him to the courthouse, which oh, is God. exactly the exact same plot <laughs> as the gauntlet. <laughs> so, God, uh, if you, uh, Richard, this is Richard Donner. 16 Blocks is Richard Donner's last movie. <laughs> last movie. So, well, cool. I like that. I still, I can still continue to like two Richard Donner movies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. The Superman 2. Yep. And, uh, also, uh, you know, talking about animation stuff, you know, you know what other big animated movie came out this year? In 77? Yeah. Uh, was it Heavy Metal? <laughs> it, it... <laughs> no. Uh, oh. Kind of the exact opposite of Heavy Metal. The Hobbit. That Hobbit oh! Yeah. That same kind of weird animation, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so you know, seventy-seven was was crazy. Mel yeah, Brooks did Mel Brooks did have a movie that came out came out that year, that High Anxiety, which is like his Hitchcock parody. Um, you, yeah, I mean, I think I think like you had Love Boat in the seventy-seven Happy Days. Yeah. And Kentucky Fried lo- Kentucky Fried movie came out. In oh, good lord! <laughs> yeah. Like, like again, we're, we're just, you have to go like, oh, yeah, no, I like that movie. And then Kentucky Fried Movie. Oh. Yeah, that's a bummer. That's like, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of something else that would have been. Uh, Kentucky Fried Movie, like, the equivalent of that would have been, like, I'm going to get you sucker, baby. Yeah. No, not like, no, like, like, like a parody movie. Yeah, Pumping Iron came out in 77. Okay. Um, Orca. Orca. Oh my god. Yes, I do, JJ. Jaws, but with a killer whale. That movie is just rotten, and I love it. Eats Bo Derek's legs. The the whale eats Bo Derek's legs. Not Bo Derek. Just her her leg. Yeah. And uh, crushes Richard Chamberlain under ice. Richard (laughs) Harris under ice, sorry. Yeah. So that, yeah, man. Fun, yeah, fun, fun, fun year for movies. Fun, fun, fun. Word on quote. I'm going to go with with this one. So yeah, you know, it they, is what it is. I, I'm you know, so blessed to have been born in the 80s. I... <laughs> <laughs> also, also, one of my favorite movies came out in '77. Suspiria. So, oh, there you go. That's so, a, yeah, that's, for, that's for, a... for every like, yeah, for for every. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of some other terrible, like the Sentinel. Also came out in the 70s. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> like <laughs> Oliver and Company came out the same year as Monkey Shines. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah. Also, also Slapshot. So seventy-seven. Oh, right. okay. All seventy-seven right. just kind of everywhere. Seventy-seven is for Dean with Slapshot. Yeah. So there we go. That's another one. Uh, again, no video games, no theme park funness with that. But uh, costume carriages that we can or cannot confirm, but we're pretty sure they exist. Yeah, I think everything exists at some point or another. I think if it's a movie, they have a costume character like. Like you know, you know full well. There's a barnyard, uh, <laughs> like home on the range. Yeah, there's home a on the range the barn somewhere. Yeah. So there, there's there's a bolt uh, costume somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah. Um, and with this with this movie, Nick, we yeah. leave the seventies behind us. Thank God. The seventies are done. Um. We are now, the next movie comes out in the summer of 1981. The Fox Fox and the Hound. This is the first movie, uh, Fox and the Hound, by the way, was that one was supposed to live for. (laughs) Yep. I was, I was one year old when this movie came out. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's funny to think because, um, uh, the movie after that is the first one that I'm alive for. So. Uh, Black Cauldron. So, yeah. so yeah, Fox, yeah. And the, so Fox and the Hound uh, next week. Um, uh, not an easy watch. <laughs> no, uh, this oh. is this is one of those. Uh, why? Why are you doing this to me, Disney? Um, Disney's attempt at Watership Down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a bummer of a movie. But the great news is, everybody, that we, we're going to hit a rough patch here in a couple episodes. We'll probably start it next week. Yeah. But in five or six episodes. Oh, it's... it's it, is the, it is the Marvel Silver Age. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is the second coming. It, it's, it has its own... In, the, in terms of Disney history, it has its own designation. It is called the Disney Renaissance. And uh, that is exactly what it is. It is like Disney turning it around. Um, there'll be there'll be far less of us talking about like weird stuff from the seventies because yeah. there's actually content and like there's content and you're gonna have Michael Eisner taking over. There's gonna be stories. There's going yeah. to be things. There's content like and right legacy. Now, and... Yeah, there's legacies and things like we're we're getting into an era where uh, there is just a lot to talk about and it's very exciting you know uh, fox the hound has it has the potential of being a shorter episode because it doesn't have a lot of content it had but, a sequel that's about it yeah um and and also one of those terrible decades later straight to video sequels like oh, i gosh. i prefer it to be you know the rescuers down under where in a few episodes we're going to come back to this ragtag group of mice and <laughs> talk about them again in you know a movie that was theatrically released and they put some time and effort into and a, re- a movie that i actually remember watching oh we never <laughs> even talked about the controversy of this movie when it came out on dvd oh no 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 we gotta stop everything for a split second because yeah because when this movie came, we talked about it earlier and teased it, and you already know what it is, but we have to mention it in the episode because it's part of the legacy of the movie. Um, 
when it came out, people discovered that in the background on a few frames is just a picture of a naked lady. <laughs> just, just, just slip there. in there. Just like a, just like a cut up Polaroid. <laughs> just a weird. Isn't that like some French Renaissance art naked lady? Yeah. No, no, just, no. Yeah. Yeah. No, just, just a straight up, just cut out from a copy of Playboy. <laughs> naked lady. Plastered to the back of the thing, like it, it, it was never picked up on because it was, you know, in theaters, and it's like just a couple of frames, or it's on VHS, and you don't really have that good of control over the pause or whatever. And tape isn't that great for that kind of stuff. But once it comes out on DVD, it's like, wait a minute, what? What? Wait a minute, what? <laughs> was, this, was this released on Laserdisc? I figured that would have been a. Uh, Je- Jessica Rabbit situation there. Jessica Rabbit, and just, yeah. I, I, let's let's look at the home video releases of this thing. We got to rank yeah, this was, puppy too. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. Uh, yeah, VHS and Laserdisc in 1992. Okay. Um, that's the that's the copy I was watching the yeah the the VHS copy that I procured. Wink. Um, oh, here we go. Well, listen to this. Uh, it was re-released on VHS as part of the Walt Disney Masterpiece Collection on January 5th, 1999, but was recalled three days later and reissued in March 23rd, 1999. For so, the nudity. For the nudity. Wow. So, on January 8th, 1999, three days after the film's second release on home video, the Walt Disney Company announced a recall of 3.4 million copies. Because of an objectionable. Oh, look at that! They, there's just the Wikipedia page just as a screenshot of it right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's, let's do, 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 do a screen capture. We'll get yanked right off YouTube. Yeah, uh, the image in question is a blurry image. Just tosses topless woman. Uh, it it appears twice in non-consecutive frames. Uh, the two images could not be seen ordinarily viewing because the film runs too fast at 24 frames per second. So. There you go. It was reissued in March of '99 with it edited out. So, so it's know, like that. Took like them two that, months. Took them two months to fix that. It's like copy of NBA Jam with Barkley on it. Barkley in it. Yep. So that's or, or Shinobi with Batman. Yes. Yes. Exactly. So you know, exciting. So next week is the Rescuers. It's time to rank. Let's Maybe. break this bass. <laughs> I'll never stop making that joke. It's yes, fun. it's it, you. You're your own best comedian. <laughs> my own, my, my my own favorite audience. Nick, you ready? Yep, let's do this thing. Better or worse than Robin Hood? Uh, it is worse than Robin Hood. Jungle Book. It's worse than Jungle Book. Sword in the Stone. It's worse than Sword in the Stone. Many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. It's worse than Winnie the Pooh. Dumbo. It's worse than Dumbo. Fantasia. It's worse than Fantasia. Cinderella. It is worse than Cinderella. The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. It is worse than Ichabod. The Aristocats. You know what? I think it's better than Aristocats. Better? And the Aristocats. I think it's about the Aristocats. I was about to type the Aristocats again. That would have been not <laughs> Because this movie has a much better cat in it. Much better cat. Rufus is fantastic. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so we're going to go over to me over here. Worse than the Jungle Book. Worse than Fantasia, for sure. Worse than Winnie the Pooh. Worse than Cinderella. Worse than Snow White. Worse than Peter Pan. Worse than Robin Hood. Worse than 101 Dalmatians. I will put it above Aristocats. So we well. both rank it above Aristocats. Yeah. Again, so. because the better cat. Better cat, and honestly, um, much better, much more enjoyable main cast. Like yeah. Bianca and Bernard are a great are great protagonists, and you kind of can connect to them better than their typical protagonists. Like even in like Aristocats, just like I don't like I'm just watching their story. I don't. We're not really connecting to these characters. It just it's just happening. Well, yeah. I mean, and I, I think maybe what helped us with this movie is we didn't have like I had zero expectations besides yeah. like I'm probably not gonna like it. And I didn't hate it. Like, I kind of liked it. I like parts of it. Yeah. So it's now number nine on both of our lists. That's okay. Will it stay there? It's a top ten Disney movie. Technically, yes. <laughs> Which, I mean, we're, we're at number 23. So yeah, that's we're, not... we're quickly approaching the halfway point of, uh, yeah. of it, the thing. So. It, won't, it won't stay in the top ten. No. It's so. it, it 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 it's safe for maybe two or three more episodes, maybe. Yeah. So maybe um, two or three. Yeah. So as of right now, like we're getting close to the um, halfway point. So as of as we speak, as as we're recording this episode, um, there are fifty-seven films in this uh, in the studio with number fifty-eight coming out uh this fall so you know episode 29 is tech will technically be the halfway point for us yep. on this. so well coming, uh, up, coming up real quick and so the halfway point it ties in because the halfway point is the rescuers down at it yep. so, <laughs> so um so that's so yeah so that's fun look forward to that um look forward to next week with uh uh, Fox and the Hound. It's been a very long time since I've seen the Fox and the Hound, uh, but not as long as some of the other things. List, but I've seen it within the last decade. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've seen it. But like, obviously, you know, we hadn't seen Rescuers, maybe uh, ever. Pot- one potentially ever. <laughs> ever. So yeah. Yeah. I feel like I had to have seen it, but I. You might but, have been so little that you can't. You don't remember it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so also we uh, we're probably gonna do a live on location episode in May. Yeah, it'll <laughs> so, be it'll probably be short. Yeah, I'm sure because they don't they probably don't they will probably frown at us uh, just for recording <laughs> out in the middle of Disney. Yeah, so uh, you know the corn dog castle needs that line moving. Um, yeah, but uh, but yeah, uh, and that's not gonna be one of these episodes. It will be like a random for fun episode. Yeah. Yeah. I got some ideas for it live on location at uh, Disneyland resort. So it's going to be man <laughs> on the street. Yeah. We're going to interview people and ask them if they've ever seen song of the South. <laughs> <laughs> and how do they feel about it? How do they feel about it? And then uh, ask about their political leanings right after yeah. that. 
<laughs> but uh, but until then, yes. <laughs> uh, thank you all again for joining us. Uh, tune in next week for the Fox and the Hound, and have a magical day. Bye.